Health and Wellbeing this afternoon. Naturopath David Lomond is with us. And today, David, we're having a chat about food and food intolerances. And sensitivities. Uh, as a naturopath, what I'm looking for when I see clients is whether a person is sensitive to a food, whether they're intolerant to a food, whether they're actually overloaded by a food. Because sometimes we just have too much of a food. And or whether there's an allergy. Now, most people know about allergies. I mean, they're the severe things that take you to hospital to have um, adrenaline and everything else. And they carry an EpiPen for that. So that's not the major concern of naturopaths or health practitioners generally. It's more about the sensitivities, the overloads and the intolerances that we are connected with because they can affect both the physical, mental and the emotional being of a person. So... Because of those effects, you can have all different sorts of symptoms that are just plainly related to food. Why is it that some people have intolerances to food or are sensitive to some foods, yet others aren't? Well, a history of food intolerance in the family, so genetically. So if a person in the family has had a history of food intolerances, mother or father, that is more likely to be carried on to the child. Uh, dairy intolerance for that gluten intolerance, wheat intolerance, all of those, which are the major intolerances, are generally history-related. There was a very good book by a guy called Chris Reading, Professor Chris Reading, written called Your Family Tree Connection, where he's, he was a psychiatrist, but he was treating people with extreme conditions by changing the food and the diet that they were eating and supplementing with high-dose nutrients and B vitamins. It's, it's incredible to think that uh, people can be so sensitive or so uh, they're, they're so sensitive or intolerant to some foods that it can lead to hospitalization. Uh, it can. It's huge. But if you look at things like diabetes and you look at the obesity epidemic that we go through and you look at the arthritic-type problems, you can relate all of those to food in some way or another. So there are foods which I believe come into different categories and I like to categorize them as foods that are energy positive, which means that that food is going to give your body more energy than it's going to take in its digestion and elimination of the, the waste products. Energy neutral foods, which are neither here nor there, they just sort of fill up the space, if you like. And then energy negative foods. And the ones that we're particularly concerned about from the naturopathic point of view are the energy negative foods. Tell me more about those, please, the energy-negative foods. Well, they tend to be the main foods that we eat as a community because we've just overloaded on them. We've just had them far too much. And in their quest, a lot of the times of science to actually make foods last longer... Is so it because we're putting more of these preservatives and additives in than we used to, say, 30, 40 years ago? Yeah, it's partly that. It's also partly the food itself has been modified. So wheat used to be different than what wheat is now. Mm. You know, that's gradually been modified and modified and modified to make it more bacterially resistant. The problem with that, it's the bacteria in our gut that actually digests it. Mm. So if you make it bacterially resistant to things outside of us, then when it comes inside of us, it's still going to be resistant to digestion and therefore we can't break it down effectively. So we're finding more and more people with wheat intolerances. And it's not just sensitive to um, the um, gluten in wheat, but it's also sensitive to the protein component of wheat. So there's a huge problem with that. So many people nowadays are, are suffering with oh, this. It's huge. And after the Second World War, basically with all the different chemicals that have been invented to make foods last longer, uh, we're getting more and more issues with food right through the community. 
And I put that down to the the basic cause of a lot of the issues that are going on, particularly with obesity, diabetes. I believe that these are directly related and the instance of cancer directly related to what's going on in our community today with all different sorts of uh, diseases and conditions that in the past were nowhere near as prevalent as they are now. We love your input with your phone calls, and we've got Gwen joining us now from East Maitland. Good afternoon. Gwen David's listening to you. Thank you. Hello, Gwen. Hello, how are you? Very good, thanks. Thank you. Um, I, I just wanted to share a story with you about how I really was convinced that I had wheat intolerance. And um, when I was young, I went down to Tasmania to the Cradle Mountain area, Lake Sinclair, with the University Bushwalkers, and we had to take all our food in because there's no shops around. So for morning, we had wheat bix. For lunch, we had wheaties. And in the afternoon, we had this horrible concoction of soup mix mixed with flour and water. (laughs) And at the end of the, the week, my face was puffed up so much, I had just slits for eyes, and um, I, I knew then that what I had suspected was really true. Yeah, and, and, it's, <laughs> and it's, it's not great when you go through it, but it's great to get the message, yes, and that right. you can then look at that and say, okay, never again, all right, exactly. got that lesson. Exactly. Yes, and then I went through a stage of uh, looking at beautiful cakes and things like that, thinking, is it worth puffing up? And... Sometimes I say yes. I believe it is, Gwen. We love our And if you want to throw chocolate in the mix, I believe that is too. But I've got to the stage now where the more I avoid it, the more allergic I am. And even just if I go to a, a restaurant or something and have um, there's something in the sauce, I have to ask for everything gluten-free. But if there's something in the sauce, I can um, uh, come home and just go red and puff up. You'll, de- you'll detect it, Gwen. Gwen, that's often, though, also a problem with mineral deficiencies. Okay. So by balancing your body, by actually rebalancing your body, you can often get over a lot of different conditions which uh, people come to think are um, uh, forever. Yeah, you, I think it's forever, yes. Because it's not natural for our body to actually be intolerant to a lot of these foods. Mm-hmm. And it's usually because the flora of the gut has been affected through childhood, through issues, or through overload. And so by taking them away, you you're actually ought to be in a position where you're rebuilding your body, and then you can have those foods occasionally. Uh, well, I actually think it might be hereditary because my mother, uh, she was only six stone, and you know the way... Um, the, the little hairs in your bowel stand up to t- take the goodness out of your food. Yeah, yeah the villi, yes. Yes. I think, I think that um, in her case, it just went flat and she wasn't getting any goodness because she could eat as much as I did. Yes. And, and uh, she still was only six stone. And then she had an asthma that wasn't a true asthma, the doctor said. It was, um, and I, I think her brother had it and a sister too. I think it's in our family. As, asthma tends to be naturopathically anyway food related very much so these are all conditions that that relate to food so thanks very much for sharing that thank Gwen. you for sharing we love it when you do that you give us a call here four nine two one six two one six. david please say hello to alex hello alex oh hello david how are you yeah very good uh thanks for taking my call and um uh, i have a question for you uh i have been diagnosed with bipolar disorder and I'm on a, a number of medications. 
the main one uh, is my concern with is Zyprexa. This has caused a great deal of weight gain, and I'm my GP tells me I'm in possibility of diabetes. Now, my parents' neighbour had a lactose intolerance, and she went off dairy products of all kinds and lost a great deal of weight. I was wondering if it's possible to tell me um, what foods I should avoid or what natural substances perhaps I could take as a substitute. Yeah, yeah, Alex, it is, and I've dealt with bipolar with people before, and a lot of it, to me, is to do with food intolerance. Yes. And as in it is with most of the mental illnesses, because the mental condition is actually affected by the gut. So if you put the wrong food in the gut that your body can't digest, it produces chemicals your brain can't process. So a whole lot of things go on with that. Um the main foods, again, and without seeing you, all I would say is the main foods are generally wheat and uh, dairy and sometimes heavy meats as well, especially meats fed on grains, such as your beef that is now fed highly on grains. So along with making some changes that way, it's also important to boost yourself up nutritionally. Now, I'm going to read out the name of a guy that I have followed for years. His name is Abraham Hoffer. H-O-F-F-E-R. He was the head of the Canadian Schizophrenic Association and he was one of the foremost leaders in orthomolecular nutrition, which is what I practice. And orthomolecular nutrition has actually been working with people with bipolar and schizophrenia and all the mental illnesses, helping people restore their mental integrity. Now, that's a big statement, but it happens to be true. And if you look up Hoffer on the internet and read about his success stories and what he was able to do, and from Can- he was head of the Canadian Schizophrenic Association, he was a psychiatrist, he, uh, he researched the, um, the effect of drugs on the brain and then he transferred uh, that information to see the effects of foods on the brain. So heavily, heavily researched. He wrote about 13 books and he's written about 600 scientific papers and not many people have heard of him. I would spread his name everywhere in the mental health community because it makes such a difference when people change their diet and take the right supplements for their body to restore the integrity of their body, firstly the digestive system, and through working with the digestive system, that then clears the brain. It makes a huge difference. All right, we've got another call right now. We say hello to Sue, who joins us from Maitland. Hello, Sue. Hi, how are you going? Yeah, good, Sue. That's good. Um, just a, a question. We're talking about the allergies to wheat and milk and all that sort of thing. Um, my children growing up uh, had a lot of fruit, and particularly they loved mangoes. And uh, my daughter, when she was about 12, she was bitten by a spitfire, um, and it became an emergency. Her throat started to close over. She couldn't breathe, and we had to rush her to the doctor, who then gave her some large injection, um, and everything settled down. But from that day onward, she couldn't eat mangoes. Um, every time she ate a mango, her throat would, would start to swell. Her face would get all very, very swollen, a little slits for eyes. Yep. Um, she became quite allergic to mangoes. Now, I'm talking probably about 20 years ago, uh, now that she's older, she's a little bit too scared to try them, but occasionally she'll try like a, 
um, like a, a mango a yogurt or a little bit of mango. She only has a spoonful at a time and she tries not to touch her face with it. Um, and she sometimes reacts. Um, well, she's actually been giving her baby some mango, and, which is fine, and she's been having a little bit with her as well. She doesn't react as bad as badly as what she used to, but she still reacts. Yeah. Now, you were saying before about um, sometimes you can, you know, it, it changes, you might grow out of it or, or whatever. So is this the best thing for her to do, to just gradually have a little bit more each time? It may be a food that she can't have again. Um, there are foods that work for some people and don't work for others. And when there's been an anaphylactic shock, which is what happened to her with the reaction that she had, and that's why she had to have the adrenaline injected, um, it's better not to go there. Mm. It's just better not to go there. Mm. Because unless she's doing a lot of other work with her body to restore the integrity of her body, the mineral balance, the potassium that she needs, the calcium that she needs, the magnesium and all the other minerals that she needs, her body may not have yet built up enough defences to be able to uh, deal with those type of foods. So mangoes, um, for her, I would suggest that she leaves right alone. Okay, good luck with that, Sue, in that direction there. Now, for anyone listening today, there's an evening seminar tonight, I believe. It is tonight. So, yes. Where's this one at? It's down at New Lambton, at the community centre at New Lambton, at Almond Road. Rightio. And what time will that be commencing? That's at half past six, I think. And if anyone's listening now and have heard what you've spoken about today and would like to know more, is there room for them to come along tonight? Absolutely. Yep. If they call Philip Rankin, uh, Philip's available on 0448883. 838, we can discuss whatever people want to discuss at this evening. We actually put numbers on the board. We do it as a service for people so that they can actually understand more about the biochemistry of their body and the way in which simple things like water, food, minerals and enzymes can affect their body and actually lead to better health and better feelings of well-being because it's not just the physical that is affected by these foods. It's also the mental and the emotional. Now, if you want some more details on that and come along tonight, most definitely you can. We've only just scratched the surface on this topic today, haven't we? There's more to be discussed. Oh, huge amount. But that phone number again for Philip is 044-888-3838. That's 044-888-3838. You could come along tonight and be part of it, and that will be at Alma Road, Lambton. You can find out all the details about that by having a chat to Philip. Now, just a passing note from you, please, David, before we go. Yeah, uh, Joyce rang up and she'd like to know about the name of that book that I called out before. The author's name is Chris Reading. The book is called Your Family Tree Connection. And uh, it is probably found more in secondhand bookshops than it is in the new bookshops. It was out about 15 years ago and it was a book that changed my practice of naturopathy. It's a brilliant book. Very, very good. Well, time has beaten us again. We'll be looking forward to your company next Tuesday, David. I will be here, Dave. It's Health and Wellbeing, Naturopath David Lomond joining us for another Tuesday at 2 on URFM.